Sipping tea with Nene is sipping national and international tea.
Sippin' Tea with Nene, playing on Life Talk every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Throne Connections every Tuesdays at 11 a.m. CST. WFSC every Saturday at 1 p.m. CST. And WPGN Atlanta every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. CST. So the next beautiful presence you're going to hear from is Miss Nina Taylor. Honey, get ready, get prepared, period, poo, okay? Hi everybody, I'm Nina Taylor and here is your gospel news. One of the most talented, respected, inspirational pianists, singer, songwriter, and producer in gospel music since the 1970s is Richard Smallwood, born in Atlanta, Georgia on November 30th, 1948. After graduating from Howard University, where he earned degrees in vocal performance and piano, Smallwood taught music at the University of Maryland and eventually formed the Richard Smallwood Singers. He released a debut album in 1982 that spent an impressive 87 weeks on Billboard's gospel music charts. The group enjoyed success until the early 1990s, releasing hit records before Smallwood put the project to rest and began releasing albums with his choir, Vision. They made their debut in 1996 with Verity. The album was entitled Adoration, Live in Atlanta. In addition to his work with the Richard Smallwood singers and Vision, Smallwood had his songs recorded by the likes of Whitney Houston, Destiny's Child, Kelly Price, Gerald Levert, Aretha Franklin, and many others. He released the compilation CD, Anthology Live, in 2015. One of the most exciting young vocal bands of today is the musical group Brandon Camphor and One Way, an East Coast group that dances along the divide separating Christian pop and urban gospel music to create their own unique sound. Raised in a church-going family in Washington, D.C., an enterprising singer-songwriter Brandon Camphor cut a five-song EP entitled To The One in 2005 while he was still in college. However, he had a strong desire to launch a vocal group that would create fusion of urban and pop-flavored music that also celebrated the group's Christian faith. One Way was born in 2007. It was also the year that Camphor ignited The Encounter, a late-night alternative to clubbing in the Washington, D.C. area. This is a place where young adults of all cultures convened for a festive night of fellowship and Bible-based ministry. One Way's debut album, Regeneration, came out in the fall of 2009 with shades of rock and funk and inspiring songs of faith and worship included the fan favorite, It's Possible, Gotta Have Faith, and Bless the Lord. The closing song, One Way, explained the group's name and mission. June is Black Music Month, and all month long, we celebrate the legacy and the culture of the origins of gospel music in America. Gospel music is a product of religion, culture, and history that constitute the African-American experience. Here are a few of the people and events that shape the development of gospel music. In 1871, the Fisk Jubilee Singers set out their inaugural tour to raise money to help Fisk University from closure. Eventually becoming an international tour, the choir brings the sacred music of African Americans the attention of the world. The Jubilee Singers also provide a modern, tight, four-part harmony-centered chorale singing that will continue to influence generations within the African American community. In 1901, songwriter and religious leader Charles Albert Tendley begins publishing songs in Philadelphia 
Yep. Classic compositions by Tinley include Stand By Me, We Understand It Better By and By, and Someday, Beams of Heaven. In 1906, the Azusa Street Revival begins in Los Angeles under the direction of the African-American religious pioneer, William Seymour. In addition to giving rise to modern-day Pentecostalism, the music of the revival recaptures the energy of the pre-emancipation shouts as in one of the key events in the development of gospel music. This in from New York. On June 15th, BET announced the BET Award nominees for this year. This year's nominees reflect creative expression and black excellence across music, television, film, sports, and philanthropy. Here's a partial list of this year's nominees. The Dr. Bobby Jones Best Gospel Inspirational Award nominees include Fred Hammond, John P. Key, Kanye West, Kirk Franklin, P.J. Morton, and the Clark Sisters. Best Actress, Angela Bassett, Cynthia Erivo, Issa Rae, Regina King, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Zendaya. Best Actor, Billy Porter, Eddie Murphy, Forrest Whitaker, Jamie Foxx, Michael B. Jordan, and Omari Hardwick. Best Movie, Bad Boys for Life, Dolomite Is My Name, Harriet, Homecoming, a film by Beyonce, Just Mercy, and Queen and Slim. And Sports Woman of the Year, Aji Wilson, Clarissa Shields, Coco Gauff, Naomi Osaka, Serena Williams, and Simone Biles. Well, that's your 2020 BET nominees, your tribute to Black Music Month, and your gospel news. I'm Nina Taylor. Let's get back to more great gospel music on this great station. So what's poppin'? We back at it again. Period, Pooh. So I said you season two was gonna be fire, and sadly... Miss, well, the the person we have today, the woman of God we have today, is going to be the last episode of season two. Season three is coming out as soon as possible. I ain't gonna tell you all the dates, but <laughs> yes, she's the 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 finale, the season finale, which is an honor, honestly. This woman of God. Um, my I talked to my parents about this woman of God, and they just spoke so highly of this woman of God. So I'm going to introduce Miss Terry Donald. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Terry Donald. I am the actress, the singer, and you're a $5 jury lady. Gotta add that. <laughs> Period. I love it. <laughs> So we're gonna start. We're gonna. We're just gonna dive deep, deep. So, okay. How did you come about doing ministry? What made you say, you know, I want to do this? Uh, well, I have been singing since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, singing to me, music is like air. Mm-hmm. There's if if there was no music for me, it would just be difficult for me. You know, I believe that God fashioned and made me to love music. He's given everyone a purpose and a plan in their life, and it's ingrained into their soul. Mm. And that's where it is for me. Music is in my soul. Mm. I, I live and breathe music. If I'm in a situation where I am... Um, maybe depressed or mm. maybe not feeling so good about myself. Let mm. me let me play some music. Mm. I will be. It's just like someone gave me oxygen. Right. Hello. So that's where I oh. that's where I started from, mm. and I decided. Uh, I remember as being a 
a senior in high school, and my parents were always asking us from the time that we were five or so, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Mm. Because they would often tell us, mommy and daddy are not going to be here always with you, so you're going to have to learn how to take care of yourself. Mm. So what do you want to do? And I remember my senior year, my dad came in my room and he asked me, and I said, you know what, daddy? I think I want to be a singer. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, I was already a singer. But at the time, that's what I, I, you know, that's what I thought. But it's more than that. That was just a singer and an actress is just who I am. Mm. That's how, that's how I showed up. So let's talk more about this acting, you being an actress. How did you come about being an actress? Actually, you know what? When I was in high school, I did a competition, mm. and I never did think about it anymore. I, you know, I did it my, my senior year. I did mm. a lot of things my senior year, but <laughs> I never thought about it anymore until uh, one day my husband was looking through Facebook, mm. and a friend of his is an actress, and they were looking for singer. Well, I went to the audition just to sing, mm. and ended up having a role written especially for me. Wow. That put me into the uh, the play. Mm. And I was with another skilled actress. I was supposed to be the assistant to this uh, deaconess. Mm-hmm. And the skilled actress they had is she was in another production. So I was reading her line. So the cast said, hey, why don't you take this role? And I was like, well, no, because they were like, you're doing it already. Mm-hmm. So I actually fell into it. Wow. And because I just wanted to sing. Right. And ended up having having a great time with that play and moving on to others being nominated mm-hmm. for Best Actress um, in a play, mm-hmm. uh, winning some awards. It, you know, just fell into it. Right. It was it's acting to me also is like air, just like who I showed up to be. Wow. I wish things well. I people say that I'm very um, animated, okay. <laughs> so acting, <laughs> so acting should be so easy for me. But I feel like when somebody uh-huh. tells me to, like I can play a character, when somebody tells uh-huh. me not to play it, but when somebody tells me to play it, it's hard. So I'm like, it's hard. yeah, it's difficult for me. <laughs> but so it's, then, it's really about uh, for me. I delve in deep with characters. Mm. I can tell you each character that I play, I can tell you their backstory. Mm. Not, you know, besides what is written, what they tell me about the Mm. character. Because when you play a character, what brought them to that particular position in their life? Mm. What made them say the words that they're saying? So I can tell you I can look back at an, on a character from the words that they're saying and figure out or relate to where they were, say, 10 to 15 years ago that got them to this position that they're in right now. Mm. Because it's just so, it's so interesting to me. Mm. Um, like one character I played, um, she was a drunk. Mm. And when you look, when I read her story she was very harsh with her children and she was so disruptive 
But when I looked at, actually looked at, just looked at her and figured out there was much more, you just don't turn up in the world mean. Right. You know, you don't turn up just mean for no reason. There is something that's going on in your life Mm. that brought you to right where you are at this moment. Mm. So acting for me, I love that. Even I love helping my fellow castmates when they're having um, issues with their character. They can't figure it out. I can tell them the backstory for their character. Mm. Wow. See, that's that's an anointing right there. Not everybody can do that. That's that's a special gift, (laughs) for sure. God just, he, he really really blessed me. I feel, I tell people all the time, I feel comfortable now with being in the art. Mm. I feel comfortable. It's my life. Right. When I step on the stage, I can tell you, I can be dog tired. Mm-hmm. Let some lights turn on and I got to be on the stage. Right. I'm a whole totally different person. I, I, um, a band that I used to sing with a long time ago, I actually went out and I taught one of their sets and I came up and sang with them and they said, you're just completely different. Mm. And I said, yeah, I am. I, because as I, as I call it, I found my people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So you were talking about, let me speak up. So you were talking about um nominations and being nominated for different awards. So <laughs> um I heard you were nominated for a Praise Factor award. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, that one was a little bit overwhelming for mm-hmm. me because I was nominated in ten categories. Wow. I was like, uh wow. <laughs> you know, that one right there. Right. It it was a surprise because, you know, you you never you never know who is looking at you. My husband always tells me when you you know when when you're on stage and you're doing what you do what what you know all of what you do right. you don't know who is looking at you. You mm. don't know who in the audience has maybe felt something about what you do. Like I, I recently had a gentleman come up to me mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm just Terry. Right. And he was like, Oh, I just love what you do. And I was like, I'm just Terry. Right. You know, <laughs> do y'all know who I am? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is no different, but the, but the awards, it kind of took me aback because being nominated for so many, um, categories was just, you know, it's, it's really humbling because somebody took notice of what God had put into you. Mm. That's amazing. Right. That somebody that you think, no matter what you do in life, no matter what you do in life, mm. you think that you're not meeting your goals or you're not you're not doing all that you need to do. But when somebody actually does something or says something or turns around and blesses you, you, it, it takes you back and say, oh, wow, God, mm. what you put into me, I actually share because somebody felt that. Mm. Somebody appreciated your gift. Somebody appreciated that. Right. 
it may not be, you know, I may not have a million dollars in my lifetime. Mm. Maybe, you know, you never know. Right. May never have it. But the the biggest gift for me is for somebody to hear something that I have written and it touches them mm. to maybe be a better person than they were yesterday. Mm. Some, you know, to have somebody come up come off stage and have somebody see their, if I'm playing a part that is, that is mean or destructive, to have somebody walk up to you and say, you know what, that was me mm. several years ago. I saw myself or I saw my mother. I've had a lady just leave out of a theater because I reminded her so much of her mother. That is that's a wow. blessing, right. to t- you know, to, it's, it's a blessing to, to see what God has given you and it touches people mm. automatically. Mm. That, that right there is overwhelming for me, you know, and mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, my grandfather told me the first time that I sang in church, he told me, he said, you can sing, baby. Mm. He said, but don't ever get a big head about what God has given you. Right. The gift comes from God. Come on. And if you get a big head about it, he will take it away. Come on. So that has been with me forever. So being nominated for awards is really, it's really amazing for me because when you think, when you came from the place that I came from, I was attacked um, at five years old. Wow. And when you come from that place, of thinking that you're not worth anything, mm. and to see this, I, I, it's amazing. Right. Ten nominations. Right. That that's that's just amazing. Well, congratulations. It's it's well Thank deserved. You. I'm I'm sure. So, what hurdles have you had to overcome in your life? Say that again. What hurdles have you had to overcome in your life? I'm sorry. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, the hurdles that I've had to overcome in my life is what I just spoke about a couple of minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, being attacked at five years old, feeling like, uh, as a five-year-old, thinking to myself that I was evil. And the reason that he attacked me is because he saw the evil in me. Mm-hmm. I felt that, mm-hmm. yeah, I felt that whatever bad happened to my family, it was because God was punishing them for having me in their life. I mean, coming wow. from that to growing up, not thinking much of myself, yeah. and then to, because I never, you know, me as who I was then, I never thought I was going to get married. Mm-hmm. That, you know, not because I thought about getting married or anything. I just thought I was too ugly for anybody to love. Mm-hmm. So I never thought I was going to get married. Well, I met my husband in college mm-hmm. and married my husband. We have been married for 29 years now. Wow. And another hurdle I came over, we, we got married. It took us 15 years just to have one child. I had infertility problems. Mm-hmm. So God blessed us with our wonderful daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, we only have one, but it was a blessing to have one because if you look over my record, I shouldn't have had any. Mm. 
so I've gone through that. And then after my daughter was born, mm-hmm. uh, I was diagnosed. I, I was diagnosed with stage two B breast cancer. Wow! And I am. I will be a survivor. Ten year survivor Come on. in October. Come on! So there has been a lot. I have looking back over the life that I have lived. And sometimes I cry because I think I wasted time not not opening my eyes to what God has already blessed me with. Mm-hmm. But I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. Come on. You know, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes you get in a rush and you want to rush it and you want more you know, you set goals for yourself. You want more. You want it all. You right. want to touch every goal. But I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now because you have to think about it. You only have this moment. Right. Tomorrow's not promised to you. The next second is not promised to you. I like that. So you have to live in the moment and do all the things that God has put in you. Try to get them done. Right. Try to show people every day the blessings that God has given you. You know, he's Mm -hmm. blessed me to, my parents are still living. My mother has dementia, but Mm -hmm. she still knows who I am. Mm -hmm. So that's a blessing. Mm -hmm. My father is a retired pastor. Mm -hmm. He's still living. He still has all the functions of his body. Mm -hmm. He is in his right mind. That's a blessing. Mm -hmm. My sibling, I have not lost one sibling. I have Two brothers and a sister. Mm-hmm. And I still have my siblings. And that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to, despite all of everything that's happened to me, I always have to go back to the fact that I'm breathing. Right. I could have been I could have been dead ten years ago. Right. Come on. You know, I could have been <clears throat> you know, I could have been in, in somebody's jail ten years ago. Who mm-hmm. knows? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I could have been anywhere. But I am right where I'm supposed to be for right now, for right. this day. For this moment. Right? Yes, for ma'am. this day. Because this is the day when God said, when he gave that scripture, he said, this is what, oh, I can't even think now. <laughs> um, this is the day that he's made. You have to be glad and mm-hmm. rejoice in it. Yes. Come be on. glad because it's not promised to you. Right. You know, there's so many people who will not make it. To eleven fifty nine tonight. There's so many people who won't make it, mm. and you know it is a blessing if you make it to midnight. Mm. And you, that's the next day. That's a, you've made it to the next day. Thank right. you, Jesus. Right. I honestly, what you're saying, and especially in the times that we're in with the coronavirus and stuff like that, um, I don't think people realize how much. Um, you know, how much we actually have. There's people on the streets. There's people, you know, that don't have homes. And I feel like sometimes people are not realizing the the blessings that are actually around them. They're just like, you know, oh, I'm tired of being at home. Like, you need to thank God that you're in a home or you need to thank God that, you you know, you have a family, you're breathing. And I tell my mom every morning, we have morning prayer (laughs) every morning. And my family laughs at me because of this. But I, I thank God for putting me on the list to wake up for the next day. Um, thank you. I, I think that's very important because 
I, I know it may sound funny or like it, it may sound a little funny, but just to be considered to even be put on the list of, you know, wake okay. her up another day. I find that a huge honor. And it's, that a, is a, it's amazing. That's a tremendous blessing. Right. Because you, when you think about it in, in the song that I have, Sweeter, mm. I said, I'm, I, it, it, there's a line that says, it's, it's just amazing to know that I'm on God's mind. Mm-hmm. I'm on his mind. He thinks of me. Right. If his word tells me that he knew me mm. before the foundation of the world, he knew me. Right. Hello? Right. Yes, and then if he thought to send the angels to touch me this morning and wake me up, mm. he, I made it. I made the list. I made the cut. Right. You know, not that it's bad. You know, it's hard to understand this. Not that it's bad to to die. Right. Because we all know that we're going to. Exactly. We all know that we're going to die. And I have to tell people when I pray, that if you're praying for someone who has uh, a who has cancer, mm-hmm. and most people pray for a healing, but you have to pray for a healing on this side right. of heaven, mm. because a healing could be that I die, sure, and I'm taken to glory. Come that on. could be a healing. Yes. You have to be very specific. Right. I thank I thank you, God, for allowing me. Just to have another, you know, another second to experience the life, to experience what you have put inside my soul mm. in order for me to give that to other people. Right. I'm thankful. That's that's a good point. I didn't think of it like that. Wow. A healing kit. <laughs> oh, that's, that's yeah. good. That's good. So... <laughs> That caught me off guard. What is the typical day? <laughs> what is a typical day in the life of T- Miss Terry Donald? What is your life like? How do you balance being in ministry with daily life? Um, it's I, like like I said, I am a singer and actress, and that's who I showed up as in the world. Mm. A lot of people that I work with, because I do have a regular nine to five. Mm-hmm. And I'm working hard to transition from that to doing acting and singing and, of course, my $5 jewelry right. <laughs> uh, full time because I do have to have something that supports the singing and the acting because it ain't cheap. Right. Come on. Um, but what I do is a lot of people, I know that a lot of people don't get it because in the in what I call the regular world. Mm. They don't get that I sing and I act, and it's very important to me. Mm. Um, But for a regular day, I get up, I thank the Lord for the blessing of my family, Mm. of of the things that we have, because I know full well as a child, uh, when my mother was sick with lupus, my father was just entering into ministry at the time. He Mm -hmm. was... um, he just, um, you know, proclaimed that he was called to preach. And in that, 
a lot of things changed in our lives. So mm-hmm. I know the fact of not having any food to eat. Mm-hmm. I know how it is not to have light mm-hmm. in your house. I know how it is not to have water in your house mm-hmm. and have to go and, and get water from other places. Right. I know how it is to, you know, to be hungry, to go to, go to bed hungry mm-hmm. and only have one meal when you go to school. And that's why it touches me right now that we're on a break. But hunger doesn't take a break. Right. Come on. These some kids don't have but what they have for lunch to eat. Right. And I'm I'm proud of the school districts that are handing out food for these children to have something to eat. Mm-hmm. But a typical day in my life is I get up and I thank God for my, my family, for him blessing me to see another day. And I get up with the goal in mind of focusing on what I want in my life, not what I don't have or what I don't want. Right. Because when you focus on things that are negative, negative things come to you. Mm. Come on. So I fo- try to focus on don't I, it not not meaning that I don't get off track mm-hmm. because I'm human. Right. Sometimes I you know because the word God says that you know I fall. Right. I fall short of His glory. Mm. So I do you know I do. There are times when I do fall. I get frustrated. I get angry. I'm human. Mm. But I do know that God is there for me mm. and I have to go back and I have to repent for the things that I have may have done if I've hurt anyone along the way mm. I have to apologize for the things that I may have said that made somebody not feel as good as God has made them to be right so I try to focus on try to focus on being the light in the room mm. Instead of the shadow, you know, instead of the cloud in the room, I want to be the light because God, if the Holy Spirit is in me, I am the light. I may be the only light that somebody sees. Mm, True. Come on. So you have to, that's what I have to focus on on a daily basis to, to get through. And I have a lot of support. Um, I, I joke and say my sister and my husband are my enablers. Mm. because when I don't want to do it, they'll do it for me. Right. You know, <laughs> but I have to, I have to not allow them to do that for me, you know, and mm. that, that hinders me. So I have to work very hard as a person to, I have to do things scared. Mm. That's and that's one thing that people, because God did not give us the spirit of fear. Fear is there because we're fallen. Mm. Fear is there, but you have to, in order for you to get to the other side, you have to do it afraid. Think about the Hebrew children crossing over the Red Sea. Mm. They had to do that scared. Right. Somebody could have stood on that bank and said, well, no, that water going up on the side. I don't know. It might come down on me. I ain't never seen this before. Mm. But you can't stand on the bank. I got to get to the other side. They they went through that scare mm. and got to the other side. So if the Hebrew children who made a lot of mistakes walked in the wilderness for 40 years mm. because they made a lot of mistakes, right. they had to do it. They had to rely on God. They had to do it scared. If I'm scared, I know that God 
is there with me. He's not going to leave me. His word said he's not going to leave me and he's not going to forsake me. Mm. He's not going to pluck me out of trouble, but he's going to give me a way to escape it. Come on. I have to experience things that I may not like, that don't feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. that don't go my way. Mm -hmm. I have to experience those things because that's growth for me. Right. You know, being who who I used to be and coming out of, I thought that if I could just be perfect, that everything would be fine. Mm. I cannot be perfect because I am not. Right. So I was trying to do something that I couldn't do. So I have to, there's a lot of things that I have to go through during the day to think, to, to bring myself under the covering of God. I'm not perfect. Mm. I make mistakes. I fall by the wayside. Right. But God has made it so that I can have a way to escape. He's made it that I can come back and be under his wing. He's watching me mm. all the time. So anything that, you know, the word says that no weapon formed against me will prosper. He didn't say the weapon wasn't going to be formed. Come on. You, he didn't say it wasn't going to prosper. <laughs> he over here preaching. Come so on. therefore, <laughs> you're going to... You're you're gonna find some trouble, but it's not going. It's not designed to take you out. Right? Come on. It's not. You know, Satan has no power to take you out. Mm. God is the only one who is the giver and taker mm. of life. Come on. Because He owns. Right. So I, there's no fear. Once you go through cancer, I know that death is something that is going to happen one day. Mm-hmm. I don't know the day. I don't know the hour. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All I can do is live out my sole purpose on a daily basis. Right. Come on. Wow. <laughs> you are preaching. Oh, my goodness. It is. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, everything you're mentioning... You know, with you not, you know, you're not perfect and you know how every day you're, you're doing what you're supposed to do. I thought I was the only one that thought that way. Um, I thought I was the only one that, you know, because I, a lot of people don't know this, but I am full-time ministry and it's not as easy as people put it. You know, a year ago when I first came into ministry, I was like, oh, I got this, you know, I got this God, like period, you know, money's going to flow in, bills going to be paid. I got this. And then like six months in, I was like, oh, come on, Jesus. Um, I need, to, we need to reevaluate this. Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? I was like, cause, oh no. And then a year, a year into it, I was like, yeah, Jesus, we, we got to have a sit down. Cause I really believe that you called the wrong person. Cause it's not for me. Cause I love, I love working. Like I, I consider myself, I wouldn't say a workaholic, but I guess that's the best word to use. I just love working. I love children. I love teaching. I feel like that's what I'm called to do is to teach. So when, because I did have a normal nine to five. So when he took me from my nine to five and put me in full-time ministry and I just, I just went crazy the first year and I'm on year two now and I'm like, Sometimes I'm still like, um, you know, we got to reevaluate this. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> so to hear someone else say, 
that it's, it's not about being perfect. It's about doing what God has called you to do, you know, while you yeah. are still alive, day in and day out, you know, is uh-huh. very, it's inspiring. So <laughs> thank you. you know, if, if I had a, if I had a choice, because I saw firsthand being a pastor's daughter, mm. um, I saw firsthand that ministry is, you know, I, I let me tell you this story. In college, I was in a geography class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How we got on pastors, I'll never know. <laughs> but... We were sitting there talking, and I was, you know, I was an observant person at the time. I never did really contribute to the conversation. I just wanted to hear what they said. Mm-hmm. But one man in the class, one young guy in the class, he said, "All these preachers, they're just out for your money. They just steal money. They have, they ride around in these fine cars, blah blah blah." <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, "Well, I guess my daddy missed the boat because uh, I'm here on the." on financial aid. Right. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, so then I spoke up and I said, no, not all ministry, not all people that are in ministry, there's, there's good and bad in everything that we do because we're fallen people. Right. Not all ministers are out to get your money. Mm. Not all ministers are out. There's a, and even the ones who are out to get your money, they can still share something with you because they have the word of God. Right. God's word says that it doesn't go out void. Right. He doesn't care who tells it. If somebody's heart is touched, that is what he, that is what he's looking to do. Mm. Somebody's heart was open. He'll take care of the person who is not doing what he asked them to do. Right. That we don't have to worry about it. But the young man was so adamant. Oh, I'm not saying all. Pre-. I said, well, then let's not make those general statements right. of all preachers mm. are out to get your money because evidently somebody didn't give my daddy the memo <laughs> because <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> you know, come on, <laughs> you know, we don't live in a fancy house right. and things like that. And, you know, he had to borrow money just to get me here. Right. So, you know, don't don't make those general statements like that. Right. But ministry, if <laughs> anybody would have told me that I would be a... I've always been close to music. Mm-hmm. But if anybody would have told me in my younger self that I was going to be a, what I call a mellow, mellow gospel music artist. Mm-hmm. I would have told you, you're insane. <laughs> no, not going to happen. Right. I can sing. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed. But I, I didn't think anybody would have listened. But God showed me that people will listen. If, if one person in mm-hmm. your ministry and what you do, mm-hmm. if one person's life is changed, right, if one person opens up their heart for the Holy Spirit to come in, mm-hmm. You've done your job, right? And you may not, you may not get accolades for it. People may not notice. People may treat you like the like gum that you step on on the ground, right? But if you've done what God has called you to do, you're you're, you're good. You're right. great. Period. You know, we all want to <laughs> be. We all want to be there. I, I I do believe. That God did not call me to be poor. 
mm. and begging on the street. Right. I do believe that. You know, but he's given me uh, one thing that I say to myself every morning. God has given me everything that I need to be successful. Mm. It's all about me activating my faith. Right. And moving forward in what I'm doing. Right. It's all about me activating my faith because God's word says faith without work is dead. Come on. So that means I got to work. Right. You know, it, may, it doesn't, it, let me tell you, it doesn't feel comfortable sometimes. It doesn't work out like I want it to work out 99% of the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it works. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it, it works. He's keeping me. He's mm. keeping me. He's keeping my family. Mm. He's keeping me. He said that he would never leave me and never forsake me. He didn't say it was always going to feel like gravy. you always going to have a sunny day. Right. He said sometimes you're going to have to go through the valley, but he's going to be right there with you in the valley. He's going to carry you. Come on. Come on. So that's, you know, that's, that's my day in a nutshell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so can you tell us about your single called It's Not Over? <laughs> yes. Uh, I actually... A friend of mine, I was recording with a friend, his name was Marcus Smith, mm-hmm. and he passed away, sadly he passed away um, uh, when we were 40. Wow. It was a big shock that, that he passed. He was sick. Um, he went, I, I don't know if he had pneumonia or he had been, had this cold and he was sick and he went to the emergency room and it's sad that he passed away but during my time when I began to go through my chemo journey mm-hmm. and it's not over mm-hmm. he kept telling me you have to write a song about this journey and I kept saying oh, I cannot write about this journey I, you know I'm just starting you know I knew that I didn't know how long I was going to have after the journey right of taking the chemo was over. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of that. But he said you have to you have to write something. So that's how that song came about. It's not over. Mm-hmm. You know, just because and it also stems from my father in law, the night that I was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. Mm-hmm. People came over to my house. I thought I was awake. I really thought I was gonna die that night. I really mm-hmm. did. People were coming over, visiting, calling, but my father-in-law and my mother-in-law waited to call me. They didn't want any, they didn't want anybody to you know be around. Right. They wanted me to listen, mm-hmm. so they called me and they. Uh, my mother-in-law said, "Well, she was you know we, your daddy wants to talk to you," right. and I said, "Okay." And so when Mr. Josh got on the phone, he said, "Hey, girl." I said, hey, Mr. Josh, he said, I know what you're feeling because he had had prostate cancer. Mm. He said, I know what you're feeling. He said, right now, you think you're out of here. Mm. He said, but let me tell you something. Just because they told you it was cancer doesn't mean it's an automatic death sentence. Right. Come on. When he said that to me, I said, what? (laughs) I said, oh, okay. Let's get the moving then. Let me call this doctor. Right. Let's, let's get on the road with this. Right. Because just because they said that to you, because I have to go back to God's word. Mm-hmm. He is the author 
and the finisher mm. of my faith. He is my beginning and my end. He is the one that decides when you're going to leave this earth. Mm. No doctor can tell you when you're going to leave this earth. Come on. Come on. Can't tell you that. Right. Nobody can tell you. I mean, I know you're going to people be in the head mm. and not leaving this earth. Right. If it is not time for God to come and get you to go, you ain't going nowhere. Nowhere, boo. You can do <laughs> what you want to do. Right. <laughs> but you're not going anywhere. Right. So that song came about from that journey. It's not over. Just because terrible things happen to you in your life, it's not over. Mm. If he wakes you up the next day, it's not over. You got you still got some work to do. Right. If he if he allows you to live and breathe, don't want any feelings, old hurt, mm. you have to let all of that go. All it does is just hang those force with the quicksand. Mm. <laughs> they keep going further mm. down into the quicksand. That's the same concept. Mm. That if you hold on to old things and you won't let those old things go, you're letting your life just pass you by. It's mm. not over. Right. Wow. That, you know. <clears throat> excuse me. That that right there. Uh, would you consider that song your testimony song? I do. Okay. I do consider that song my testimony song because it it tells people that no matter what has happened, no matter what her mother that has dementia, mm. and you know, sometimes she doesn't remember, but I have to let her know that she, she will say to me, you know, I I used to could do X, Y, and Z, and I used to could. Well, you don't have that anymore. Right. You have right now. Right. That's all you have is right now. Right. Focus on what you have right now. Exactly. Be in the moment. Be Enjoy your family right now. Mm. Because you never know the day or the hour that a family member will be taken away from you. Mm. So don't waste your time. This all tells people, don't waste your time fighting with somebody or having a grudge against somebody because you don't know when when it's their time to leave right. or yours. True. Very true. So where can we you know, get... life is a gift. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? Um, so where can we get your music? Where can we stay connected with you? You can find all of my music on any streaming media that you have, Spotify, Tidal, Google Play, um, any of those. Mm. I believe sometimes it may be on Pandora. Mm. Um, you can find it there. You can also, if people want to stay in touch with me, mm. they can do that through my website, and that is Terry, T-E-R-R-I-E, Donald, dot com. Mm-hmm. They can go there and they can see where, when I update it, today, <laughs> <like> <laughs> where I'm going to be, what I'm doing, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. How can for, for my music and my acting. Okay. How can we get in touch with you for some jewelry? <laughs> okay. For the jewelry. <laughs> uh, they can go to my website. And that is five F I P E dollar dollar spelled out D O L L A R jewelryparadise.com. 
and they can peruse all of the jewelry that they have. They can also reach out to me on Facebook. They can go to my personal page, Terry Donald, Mm -hmm. on Facebook, and they can hook up with me, and I can hook them into my $5 Jewelry Paradise Facebook page, and they can always see some of the fabulous jewelry that we have. Oh, oh, honey. So make sure, <laughs> make sure you support this woman of God. Make sure you reach out to her for some jewelry, honey. Uh, make sure <laughs> you go and support her music. Um, thank you so much, Miss Donald, for coming on my show and sharing your testimony and sharing what you love to do, your passions, and how you get through tough times and stuff. Thank you so much for sharing that, and thank you so much for inspiring me to keep going, to keep pushing. It's your real inspiration. I want to thank you for being an inspiration. <laughs> thank you so very much for having me. And tell your mom and dad, I think the world of your mom and dad. They live I, too. I really, <laughs> truly do. I think the world of them, mm-hmm. they are so magnificent to me. I am in awe of people who go out and do what God has called for them to do, mm-hmm. no matter <laughs> what anybody is saying, no matter what anybody is doing, Mm -hmm. you know, they go out and they make it happen. They are an inspiration to me to keep pushing. So Mm -hmm. you tell them that I love them very much and I thank them for, um, thank them for thinking of me and I thank them for the blessing that is you. Thank you. (laughs) You're going to make me cry. (laughs) 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 So we're going to leave you on a good note. Make sure you stay tuned for season three. It's going to be dropping soon. Oh, so toot. <laughs> Father, every day is sweeter than the day I opened up my heart and you came in. My, mind and soul are free to accept those things that you have for me and live. Control of me 
the hardest part is just letting go. So glad he has patience to keep me, and I know his love is God's love is sweeter than the day before. God's love is overflowing. My life has been restored. He gave me brand new grace and mercy, and He fills my heart with joy. The root of my salvation, He gives me all I need and more. God's love is sweeter than the day before. Just in time, even when giving up was still on my mind. How he loves me, and he cares for me. Now my life is that much sweeter, and he fill my heart with joy. The root of my salvation. that being single is not a problem waiting on God waiting for God to send you the significant other one your significant other I'm sorry is not a problem it is something that is completely normal you are normal boo if you're listening to the sound of my voice you are normal from the mouth of Nene you are normal and I'm we're in it together so thank you so much for listening to season three of Sipping Tea with Nene make sure you stay tuned for the next episode Sipping tea with Nene is sipping national and international tea.